All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. Everybody doing? We're back. We are back. It has been a while. Seems like a while. Um, We're going to recap a great, fantastic uh, championship uh, game that we had uh, back in March uh, to wrap up the winter season. Uh, It was a fantastic game. Uh, It was just as advertised, just as good as I thought it would be. Um... The City Center Ballers played Lake Houston, one versus two matchup. Um, I believe I was wrong uh, from the start saying that Alliance was going to win. Don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> Sean, what, who did you have winning? Uh, I actually had Lake Houston winning the whole Houston thing. Houston winning the whole thing, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. So we both were wrong. But the Ballers uh, were impressive. Uh, yeah. Really the sneaky team the whole year. Uh, Darius, uh, he called it. He said uh, that the Ballers would win. Um, he called it. He did. He called it. He called it a while back. Yeah, and they uh they look good. Shout out to Lake Houston. Actually, they played well. They led the majority of the game. Yeah, the whole game. Yeah, but again, you know, when that uh city center storm comes, it comes. They went on one of those <laughs> runs, and it was just it was really nothing that uh Lake Houston can do about it. As well as they played throughout the first three quarters. Uh, when Lake Houston, when it got down to it, game got close and just so much firepower. You got both twins. You got the big fella, uh, Brandon. Monster game. Monster game. Jalen, you know, it, it was just it was just a lot to deal with. And like I said, when that storm comes, it's like a tornado. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, uh, Brandon was probably the, the finals MVP. Yeah. Uh, he finished with 28-10, had the highest PPR in the game. Uh, 11 for 15. He had a another nasty dunk. Yeah. Hurt his hand that time. Yeah. Um, but uh, a nasty dunk and all in all. But Emmanuel uh, was impressive as well. 14 points. Um, I thought that City Center, um, although they trailed, I just I don't know. It just it just felt like they were hanging around just you know a little too long, and it just wasn't uh, going to fare well for Lake Houston Live in the end. Um, but Shelby had a monster game. Yeah. 22 points, 17 rebounds. He always flirted with a 2020 game. Yeah. Shout out to Russell Westbrook. Um, yes. Shout out to Russ. <laughs> they, they played well, man. They Look, I have been getting on them for the last two seasons mm. about them having their alliance crutch on them, about them not being able to get over that hump of their alliance. Mm-hmm. And they not only did they get over that hump, they broke through it. Yeah, they demolished them. You know, they completely broke through it. So going into the final, I thought them getting over that hump was going to be enough to kind of, you know, get into the final. Give them some momentum a little yeah, bit. Yeah, have that momentum and then mm-hmm. go in there and beat City Center. But now they've been to two finals in a row mm-hmm. and lost both finals. So mm-hmm. what will happen with Lake Houston this, this upcoming season? We shall see. But just getting back to this game, I think they played really well. Was right there. Probably should have won, could have won. But again, it's a it's a game of runs, and when like I said, when that Lake Houston run comes, it's usually not a seven zero run. Mm-hmm. It's usually not an eight zero run, a six zero run. It's a fifteen zero, sixteen zero, seventeen zero, very demoralizing run. And they went from being up eight to nine, letting them hang around, and when that run came, it was again, there's nothing they could do about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought, uh, and not to point the finger because Daniels had an he's had an amazing yeah, season. MVP type season. MVP type season. I thought with uh, Daniel struggling, 
uh, finished with nine and seven. His first time being held under a double double. Oh, yeah. First time being held under twenty points um, all season. First time being held under ten rebounds all season. Yeah. I think that was just pretty much the nail in the coffin for them. Um, had he played better, I mean, granted, Shelby did have seventeen rebounds. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's tough to rebound, but I think it had um, had Daniel played just a little bit better, like just you know halfway himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably would have won the game. Right. Um, but it was tough, man. I mean, I mean, it happens. It happens to the best of us. You know, um, I still think Daniel's going to bounce back. I think he's going to be himself again. It's kind of it's, – it's, it's shocking, actually, when you really think about it. Uh, last season, yeah. Shelby had a type of game that Daniel had. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then and, – and, and Daniel was amazing. Yeah. But this time, yeah. it, was, it was Daniel and not Shelby. So if they both – are clicking on all cylinders. I think uh, I don't think hardly any team can uh, can contend with them. Not even City Center. Yeah, uh, and, and again, it's just they've had bad luck. It, yeah, it just is what it is. And now it's not an alliance crutch anymore. It's just a championship playoff crutch that I think they have right now. Mm-hmm. So um, going forward, will they get over it? Like I always say, you got to take advantage of it when opportunities there because things happen, injuries happen. Time missed hap- happens. Uh, you just never know. And not to mention, other people are usually getting better, too. Other yeah. teams are getting better. So when you have an opportunity to win, you got to win because you just never know what's gonna have, what happens next. Yeah, I agree. Let's move on to our next uh, segment. All right, uh, time for our top performance of the week, and it goes to none other than uh, Brandon Williams. 28 points, 10 rebounds, shot 73% from the field, was uh, 75% from the free throw line. Had, had some good defense, too, three steals and a block, um, and had the highest PPR, 32.2 uh, for the week. Now, Shelby was right there. Yeah. Shelby was right there, 22.17 uh, rebounds, four steals, a block. But, had I mean. Yeah, yeah, 31, 31 and a half. So he was close. I mean, it was a close uh, contest out of those two. But uh, Brandon Williams definitely uh, got the knob. I mean, we obviously got to give it to the team that won. Absolutely. Um, he so, dominated, yeah. too. Yeah, he dominated the whole game. Yeah. Um, now, normally Brandon and Daniel cancel each other out. Yeah. This time, that was not yeah. the case. Yeah, yeah they've had – I, I, I always uh, really like the matchups. They played each other twice in the regular season, mm-hmm. and both of them were going at it. It, yeah. it, was, it was nice to see yeah. a, a real big man matchup. The guys were getting buckets yeah. inside, and realistically, they couldn't stop each other. Yeah. Um, and this game, like I say, Danny got met with a little bit more resistance than usual, and he struggled. Mm-hmm. And Brandon kind of dominated the matchup this time. And he, like I say, he was a dominant player like he had been all year. It I noticed too with City Center a lot of times they get in a rut a lot of times mm-hmm. they'll just be like all right man y'all cleared out and they'll just put Brandon on the block and then he'll just <laughs> just let him go do what he do get the heck out the way <laughs> and so that's always a nice option to have when you get kind of stuck in a position where you hit, you're struggling scoring because means high jump shooting is sometimes it just they don't go in sometimes and they had always had that option to kind of all right man let the big fella work and they would let the big fella work man it, it, it was it was amazing has See, Brandon ever got his shot blocked. <laughs> I know I mean, he gets fouled a lot. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this. Not in his hand. He's not getting blocked. You're not blocking out his hand. 
Guys need to stop fouling them. Or no, guys need to just they need to just let him lay the ball up. Because every time he gets fouled, no matter how hard people foul him, that's an one. It's the and one automatic. <laughs> so every like, time, every single time, it's like he doesn't even feel it. It's like yeah. a mosquito bite or something. <laughs> so it, it's just you might as well just let him lay the ball up because he he gets fouled and we don't. He, he just goes to the line to get an extra shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, but he had an amazing game. He was dominant. It was probably the main reason why they were able to kind of finish it out and take the uh, city championship home. You know, it's it's always refreshing to uh, to look at, you know, who had um, the highest uh, PPR of the season. But aren't you just kind of intrigued at who had the lowest? <laughs> Do you ever, like, think, like, hey, who had the lowest PPR this season? Look, man, I'm not even going to get into that, man. You, go, you can have it, though. No, I, it. listen, I, I don't have a problem with it. So... <laughs> If you had to take a guess, who would you think has the lowest PPR? No, don't do that to me, man. Oh, man. <laughs> don't do that to me. I, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'll put it to you like this. Is nobody off the Monstars? Wait. Yes, it is. It is somebody off the Monstars. Oh, well. It's not who you think it is, though. Uh, it's not Mr. PPR. No, it's not Mr. PPR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, off the Monstars. Who had the worst shooting game of the season? It was the last game oh, they played. Man. Oh, man. Don't do Jamal like that, man. It was, it, was, it was Jamal. But you know what? I don't think he was that bad until that last game. That last game dropped him all the yeah. way down. He ended up shooting 19% from the three-point line, 21% from the field. Yeah. Eek. Yeah, it's rough. It's nasty. Oof. And um, and one and negative 1.7, the only negative for the whole season. Nobody else had negative. For the whole season. <laughs> I mean, Kai had a couple bad games too. Yeah, believe it or not, but Kai, Kai was twenty five. Well, good for we you know he had some big games out of out of thirty nine. He was twenty five out of thirty nine. When he's not shooting threes, he's actually a pretty pretty efficient guy. Yeah, it's hard to shoot negative for the season. That's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, to his credit, he only got to play three games, four games, two games, two games. Okay, so. I mean, but still. That's, that's, that's pretty bad, He's going to make up for it this season, though. Um, if you've only played two games, <laughs> that's pretty bad. And, but listen, in those two games, he's, he's averaging 12 shots a game. <laughs> he's going to make up for it this season. And hey, let's move on to our next segment, man. I can't do it no more. All right, let's recap uh, real quick our award winners for the season. And then we're going to talk about uh, who's going to be the preseason pick uh, for spring 2019. So our newcomer award went to Emmanuel O. not going to try to pronounce his last name. Um, I believe that was well-deserved. Yeah. Um, out of all the newcomers that, that were candidates, I thought uh, he showed up the most. He had some big clutch shots. He was uh, a low turnover guard. Yeah. To have the ball in his hand as much as he did, I know he had some great guards in that team. He only turned the ball over 1.4 times a game. Yeah. He had the ball a lot. Yeah. yeah he's he, uh, really good IQ. High IQ, which explains why he's a coach. Exactly. You know, Coaches usually don't turn the ball over. Yeah. <laughs> they usually don't. He made good decisions. He, he had them running, actually, offense at times. Mm-hmm. He actually had them do, being in the right place, uh, right places, which was in that semifinal game was very key yeah. in their comeback win. Uh, him kind of having guys in the right places at the right time when mm-hmm. he plays. So, uh, shout out to O. He definitely deserved it. Yeah. Um, what's the next award? Was it was it six man? We didn't do six man, did we? 
no, we didn't do a six man. Yes, we sir. did. Um, oh, most improved. So most improved was uh, Daniel. Oh, without question, uh, Daniel definitely deserved it. He finished first in PPR in the league, so right. uh, he was definitely uh, the most improved player. And when we and when we revisit the stats, when we have to look at it again, because I love bringing this up. Uh, in the fall 2018 season, he averaged 14.6 and six rebounds. Yeah. And he shot 61% from the field. In the winter season, he averaged 20 points, yeah. 10 rebounds. And this is factored in with the playoffs. playoffs yeah. So before the playoffs, he was averaging way more than that. Yeah. So, so 20 and 10, and he also shot 61% again. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's most improved right there. Yeah, you went from 14 and 6 to 20 and 10. Yeah, and most improved and realistic, he was having, like I said, he was having an MVP yeah. type season. Definitely was having an MVP type season. He was averaging right around 23, 24 points a game, yeah. like 12 rebounds. Before, so, the, uh, before, before the championship. Before the championship game. Yeah. So, and realistically, he kind of got hurt in the semifinals because they completely finished that they game. They didn't finish the game. Yeah. So, so yeah, those two games alone brought his stuff down. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. He, he's definitely a, a monster in the middle. Definitely makes plays. And he was the uh, most improved player, if not the MVP of the league. Yeah. Okay. And then the defensive MVP was Eddie Peterson. Uh, I thought Eddie definitely deserved it. Uh, Eddie took on the challenge of guarding uh, the best player on every team every time he played. Um, and listen, I know there's a lot of guys that had something to say about Eddie winning. Uh, you know, he, oh, he only played four games. Uh, how does he? How does he win? Uh, you know, the MVP, uh, the defensive MVP. I'm like, listen. I looked at all the guards that were playing defense. What a lot of guards playing defense. Yeah. What a lot of anybody playing defense. Yeah. Yeah, guys are getting beat off the dribble. Yeah. Grant, we do have some quick guards in here who, yeah. can, who can expose you. Everybody got torched yeah. at least once, except for Eddie. Eddie never got torched. Yeah, and he, he's physically strong, and he, he handled his business. He kept guys in front of him. Yep. He created uh, turnovers that caused him to go out and transition to easy buckets. Yeah, I definitely was okay with that MVP award. I mean, defensive MVP award. I think Brian could have, uh, you know, he could have had yeah. a chance to. But he was hurt uh, part of the season. So, I think he's going for that next season. Yeah, Who won the season before that? Uh, team Toronto. Uh, team Beatty, yeah, yeah. And since Brian was up, he was he up was for it then, up. yeah. Yeah, he was running up then. He's running up. Okay, and then the MVP, of course, uh, went to Emmanuel. Without question, Emmanuel should have won. Uh, he had the loudest, most explosive game of the season. Yeah. Uh, he let us hear about it. He yeah, let us absolutely. know that he was definitely being slept on. And then, you know, the playoffs – uh, he showed up in the finals, did his thing again. Uh, you can maybe argue that Brandon probably could have won MVP. I thought Brandon had a solid season, had a great finals. Yeah. Um, but that game that Emmanuel had, that was yeah. just, that was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous game, and I mean, let's say let's keep it completely honest. I think mean, he played six games, and he was pretty consistent in all yeah. six games. He played well. He had a monster on his team that was playing well <laughs> yeah. with him. Um, and like I say, they, they just wouldn't be where they were if they didn't have either one on. But again, he had the, the loudest game, and his peers thought so. You know, his yeah. peers definitely uh, took that into consideration, and he definitely got voted for the MVP. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go to our preseason picks. Um, let me see. So the newcomer, we got some new players coming in. Now I don't want to reveal too much because we will be talking about um, the new players, the new teams that are coming. Uh, on the Facebook Live uh, post that we'll be doing shortly after this. Who do you have uh, as your preseason newcomer uh, award? I'm going to go with 
<laughs> it's granted we don't know these guys. We don't know a lot of these guys. Some of these guys, I mean, maybe in the gym, but I don't. I don't know these guys. I, I would say he's not really a newcomer, so I'm not gonna actually count this guy. But RL nine, he would be the newcomer any other time, probably. Okay. Put, but he has played before. It just hasn't been. It's been four or five seasons. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, but RL that guy. Uh, but I, I'm gonna go with uh, probably. I'm gonna go with a Deontis Hicks. Just gonna be playing with uh, one of our new squads, the Young Hogs. Uh, I'm gonna probably pick him as a possible newcomer of the year going forward. We shall see. Grant, we don't know a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it, how they may play when the pressure gets turned up. Yeah. But when they get put in the oven, we'll see if they they burn. <laughs> <laughs> now, who is this guy right here, Nick White? Keep the ball. He's actually in there playing right now. He's All right, playing. that's what I'm going with. Nick White. <laughs> Nick White, newcomer award. Ah, that's my preseason Sounds pick. good. Okay, so most improved. So we got to go back to uh, this season. And then who do we think is going to have uh, the best season but not quite MVP? I'm going to go with most improved. I'm going to go with our guy. Best thing to do is always look at the bottom first for the stats. And then see who's gonna. I'm gonna I'm say right now. I think Anthony's gonna be most approved. Oh, Anthony Nunn. He's not gonna have another ten point a game season. I don't see that. I'm gonna go with our guy. <laughs> I will say Jamal because I don't think Jamal play any worse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm a I'm gonna go with our guy. Uh, sweat thing. What what was sweat numbers? Sweat uh, had decent numbers. He's towards see. the top. Yeah, he's up here, seventeen and eleven. That's gonna be tough to beat. I'm gonna say this is why I'm gonna say Sweat. He's gonna have to have 23 and 12 to be most. I, I think Sweat <laughs> for them to compete and compete at a high level. I think Sweat. I think he's, I think he'll be up for it. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna have to put up be a 2010 guy. Oh yeah. And I think he uh, team was stacked. Yeah, I, I think he if he does that. I would definitely go ahead and say he would be a, a, a guy that would come go for Because I think that would add to his team success. I think they were a 500 team last year. Yeah. Um, they underachieved. They underachieved a little bit. And so I think if they can get on the winning side and, and maybe be a little bit over 500 and he's a 2010 guy, I think Sweat definitely win the most improved award. Hell, he might even be up for MVP depending on how consistent he is. You you went with the why not sweat why not sweat again last year why not sweat again <laughs> hashtag why not sweat again so yeah <laughs> okay um, defensive MVP who's gonna win that award we got some guys that like to play defense um, that are that are gonna be competing for that award this season I'm gonna go with uh. go with my guy Brian. Brian, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Brian. agree on that. <laughs> I was going to say Brian. Oh, my God, Brian. I think he's been shafted for two years now. Yeah. And uh, he does get cooked. I mean, too often. I mean, a couple guys got a couple buckets on him, but yeah. I don't ever remember him right there. No, he didn't get cooked last season. But I'm saying he doesn't get cooked. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. He does get cooked. So, I know, like I say, guys here and there get a couple buckets on him. Yeah. But, you know, he, he does get cooked. So when, he's, when he's locked in, he's, yeah. he's tough. Yeah, he's tough. Uh, he's physically strong. Yeah, I think he bumps you a couple times. You don't want to go in the anymore. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna go with Brian. Yeah, um, and, and, and maybe a close second T. Beatty because I think you know he had an off season last year with yeah. the injury. He'll be coming back from the injury. 
I actually predicted that T. Beatty would not have as good of a season as he had his MVP season, yeah. just because it's hard to follow it up. But I didn't factor in that he was going to be hurt. Yeah, yeah. So he could he could challenge again, try to get it again. But I'm, I'm going with I'm going with Brian. I think yeah. it's his time. Yeah, it's his time. Yeah. Okay, and MVP. This is the hardest one to do. This who's is a, hard. Who's gonna win MVP this season? Got some hoopers, man. Yeah. Um, Lake Houston got some hoopers. You know, you always think about you know Shelby and Anthony. You gotta look at Possibly the you gotta look at the teams. Yeah. Because teams are loaded, so it's gonna be hard to win you know MVP on loaded teams. But uh, Dante is always in the mix because PPR is always so high. Yep. Um, T. Bates back. Um, you even look at uh CC with, um, you know, we got the defending MVP coming back with them. Him and his brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe Swift can get in the mix if he has some big games. Mm-hmm. Hunt, you know. But I'm going to go with the big fella. Brian? No. I mean, Brandon? Brandon, beat up. That's what I was going to say, yeah, too. Yeah, go with the big fella, man. He, uh... But he, nah, I, you know what? I'm not going to say him because that team is loaded. Team is loaded. Team is loaded. Got a player coming out that we're going to mention on the, uh, on the Facebook Live uh, recap. Yeah. Preview, got to talk about. Yeah, I can't. I can't give it to him because of that matter. I mean, just just for that reasoning, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be. It'd be very interesting. I I, I expect to see some very competitive basketball uh, going forward, man. So we'll see. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I believe Shelby's gonna win MVP this season. Yeah, it might. It might be his time. Yeah, I think Shelby will win. Uh, just for the simple fact that. Uh, Lake Houston on paper, their team is not that loaded, uh, and he's he's the best player on the team. Yeah, he's the best player on Lake Houston live, and uh, I thought he had a fantastic season. He had a fantastic showing in the finals, uh, twenty two and seventeen. I mean, my goodness, how do you argue with that? Yeah, uh, I know some that will, uh, but <laughs> um, I think it's his time to win MVP. Yeah, I mean, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's a good he's player. Good. Yeah, he's capable. He's been in the in the race the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, play. and it's all about the candidates that are there, you know, for you know who the players actually vote for. Yeah, so I think that that factors in. So we'll see. Um, I'm going with Shelby though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move into our last topic of the evening. Yeah. All right, time for our movie review. Uh, our final movie of the season, Sunset Park. Uh, one of my favorite movies uh, by far. The movie came out in 1996. They had a box office of $10 million, um, which is actually pretty pretty good considering, um, yeah, I mean, they sure. probably just shot it out of high school. Yeah, I'm going to say, look, I'm pretty sure the budget probably wasn't very high. Yeah, the budget couldn't have been high, and their payout couldn't have been that high either. No. Not for 10 mil. No, no. So you'd have to look at, you'd have to look at uh, all the actors in there. I don't even know. How many do they have? Let's see. One... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine actors that they're actually going to pay. Because everybody else is probably just extras, right? Yeah. Mm. So you got about a meal each? Not bad. Well, they probably got, the top actors probably got. Yeah. Yeah, they probably got the, the majority of it. Anyway, let's talk about the movie. Great movie. Uh, I, actually, I absolutely loved it. Um, Rhea Perriman. Yeah. Rhea Perriman, she was the star of the movie, uh, a physical education uh, coach, which I can relate to, basketball coach. Uh, she took the job at, uh, at Sunset Park. Um, she, um, she had an extra job 
of uh, uh that she wanted to uh, uh start her own restaurant. That's that was her right. that was her main uh her dream. Uh but then she had a cast of basketball players, some so yeah, that, as most basketball teams are, they're all cast of characters. They all have right. different personalities, strong personalities in this case. This was probably like uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> like how many characters they got. This is kind of what the equivalent was. Uh, you got Fredro Starr, um, Terrence Howard. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's, what's the old dude's name? Is this it? Antoine Tanner? Yeah, Antoine Tanner. Tanner. Yeah. yeah, Antoine, he's in every basketball movie. Um, those were the main characters uh, for me, and I, I actually I actually thought they were hilarious, uh, yeah. the whole movie. Now, Fredro, every movie that Fredro's in, he stands out. He's he's a he's a character. Yeah, he is, man. He's a character, he's always fighting somebody. I don't know what it is. He always <laughs> doesn't fight somebody. Smallest guy. Smallest dude in the world. <laughs> always trying to fight somebody. Uh, but what, uh, what were your favorite uh, moments of the movie? Uh... You know, uh, the, the the it's like butter baby. Yeah. Uh, post moves and the <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Uh, His name is Car- Talon Harris. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, when Busy B returns. Yeah. He's doing all the the, the extra yeah. energy stuff. That undersized guy. Yeah. Undersized. And it, even Fredro turning heel and turned to a villain. Yeah. Oh, uh, he yeah he turned to a villain. With, he kind of goes off on the coach. <laughs> the whole team. It, it, it was, uh, the whole team. He has a fight with Terrence Howard. Yeah. First off, which is funny in itself. He's had a fight with Terrence Howard. Oh, man. And Terrence Howard's not talking all slow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he has a fight with Terrence Howard. Then goes off on the coach because she wants to leave and start her own restaurant and yeah. leave the team. Uh, he had a, a really famous line uh, that I hadn't seen in a long time, but I saw it not too long ago. Yeah. Where he says, yeah, I'm a... Go home, my girl. <laughs> <laughs> and get mad busy. Get mad busy. We're to a mother. That was pretty funny. Was, those were like my highlights, though. Oh, man. Okay, so that's definitely one of my favorite parts. And then uh, the other part that I looked at earlier... Um, <laughs> the locker room scene when they're breaking down maps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Butter and uh yeah. and Drano. Drano. <laughs> they was breaking down math. Oh my god, that's classic. Yeah. But that's how you gotta do it though. When when a dude you could just say that you can say that with with any with any child, uh, any student, when they don't understand something, you have to break it down in their terms to make them understand it. Right, absolutely. And then, then they get it. Yeah. It's all of a sudden it hits them like a light goes off, like, oh I get it. Just you know, that's how math works, though. And, and for this not to be a, a, a high-budget movie, and I'm not saying that it had the best script or anything either. It didn't. I think it had, like, some very realistic things that happened yes. on a basketball team with certain characters. Yes. The whole Fredro, I can, I can tell you that I've been coaching, and there's been <laughs> basketball fights. All the time. Very similar to that. <laughs> it doesn't get out to the public. Right. Nobody else knows about it's, it. It's in-house. But it's in-house, but it's definitely happened. I've been on basketball teams where there have been fights, and <laughs> guys got into it, yeah. and at the end of the day, we had to shake hands, get over it, yeah. and we had practice the next day. Got to move on. And we moved on and, and had team success afterwards. So it happens. Yeah. So I, I think it was, like I said, not necessarily the greatest written movie, but very realistic. Yes. And I think, you know, especially in championship game, I thought basketball was pretty good in championship game. Absolutely. Other parts of it, it was kind of like, yeah. Sketchy stuff that they yeah. kind of were doing, but I thought I thought the cast that was probably the best basketball cast, like yeah. as far as hoopers, yeah, guys like can play. Yeah. absolutely, like without question, that it tops any movie because if you look at Above the Rim, 
Um, I thought above the rim, the, yeah, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest player of all time. <laughs> but uh, I thought above the rim. I thought because it was, you know, it was full court, mm-hmm. but it was like it wasn't like a full team. It was five. Was it, was it five on five? Or was it was it, five on five. It was five on five. But it wasn't a full team like you know where everybody could just hoop. Yeah. It was maybe like one or two here yeah. and then a bunch of basketball bodies out there, but. This movie for sure. Yeah, I thought Coach Carter they was cool too, but you had some players there. You know they couldn't play they basketball. Couldn't play basketball for real. Right, all these guys could hoop. Yeah, so like I say, yeah, even Coach Carter, Shannon Taylor's obviously a pretty probably decent athlete, but he's probably he's not a basketball. He's player, not a hooper, you know, by any means. But yeah, but this movie though, those guys did look. Nobody looked unorthodox. Right. Uh, it didn't look like they didn't need to be there. It looked like legit basketball. So they had sketches that like when the, the my, one of my favorite parts when Busy B comes back from getting shot and he's doing all that extra stuff. Like it, it's extra, but you know I I can tell he's had a basketball in his hand for yes, his play. Absolutely, you know. So uh, again, good movie. It's not supposed to be funny, but it was funny. Yes, it was very funny. It's very you funny. Know, it it depends not, on what your sense of humor. Yeah, is. It, again, it depends on what your sense of humor is. Just me being a. a uh, uh, a black kid playing basketball. Right. A lot of those things were funny to me. All that stuff was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man. Uh, fantastic movie. Um, I'm gonna watch it again tonight. Cause I, I know I, I know we said that before, and I, yeah. a lot of times I get home, I end up not doing it, but. <laughs> I'm going to watch this movie tonight. Because <laughs> I saw a couple clips on YouTube. I was like, nah, man, I got to see this again. Yeah. Um, okay, great show, you guys. Uh, fantastic uh, podcast again. I'm excited about the uh, the spring 2019 season. Uh, it's going to be great. I will not be playing this season. I'm sitting this one out, y'all. I'm going to be playing the Cypress, though. So if you want to know what I'm doing, see if I'm still if I still got it, I will be playing over there Uh I'm probably going to average like 20 and 10. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably going to do something like that. About 20 and 10. Listen to him, Cypress. <laughs> hey, I don't care what y'all say. 20 and 10. Book it. Um, okay, y'all. Episode 98. Uh, we are two away from the big 110, the century mark. I am Johnny Gill with Sean. We're out.